Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Amen. All right, you there, John chapter one. If you've got a, a marker, you can also put a little bookmark in Ephesians chapter two if you're feeling extra spiritual today. Online, we love you. Come on, lean in with us as we read God's word today. So it says in John chapter one and verse 19. It says, and this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? This is obviously the ministry of John the Baptist we're reading about here. Verse 20, he confessed. He did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And he asked them, sorry, they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And he said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. This is a reference to Isaiah 40. It says, I am, the one, I am the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, verse 24, now they, they'd been sent from the Pharisees, the religious leaders. Verse 25, they asked him, then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet? Verse 26, John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. Even after, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am unworthy to untie, these things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. In verse 29, let's read this one last verse. The next day, the very next day after John gives an account, gives a witness, confesses, this is what he says. The very next day he saw Jesus coming toward him. And he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I wanna preach a message this morning, if you're taking notes, with this title. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. I don't know if you've ever been up for a sunrise in your life. I've been up for a few in my life, I must confess. Not too many. Um, sometimes unwilling with young children being up for a sunrise. But of all the sunrises I've ever been able to witness, this is what I've noticed, is there's almost these, this sequence to it. You get ready, you go to the spot, whether it's the beach or where I grew up, I used to live near the harbour and you get to that spot right by where you're going to see it, you get positioned and it's almost like there's this anticipation that begins to build. It builds this anticipation in there when you're ready, you're ready for the sun to rise, you're looking at the clock, you're in position, you're, it's just dark, there's nothing, nothing to see just yet. You start looking at your watch, you start looking at your phone, you start questioning Apple's ability to tell the time because you're like, man, where is it? It's still dark. And then it goes from complete anticipation, looking forward, and then you see the first glimpse. And this is what I've noticed about sunrises. Once the sun starts coming up, 
You can't stop the sun coming up. There's almost like this urgency, this, this like momentum that happens. It's just like there's nothing you can do. This is happening now. The sun is coming up. The sun is rising. And this is what we see in John chapter one. And this was the moment. This was the messianic age. This was the time in the fullness of time. This was the moment. And just like the dawning of a new day, the sun comes as it was with the dawning of a new day for the world when the sun came into the world. Here comes the sun. It makes me think about John's ministry. Not the Apostle John, but I'm talking about John the Baptist. You know, there was an urgency to his ministry. There was an urgency to make straight the path for the Lord. The Scripture says to get the people ready. You know, John wasn't just a random occurrence. John was actually sent by God, prophesied that John would come to get the people of God ready. It's actually in the beginning of John chapter one in verse six. It says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. And he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but, but came to bear witness about the light. John declared that day at the Jordan, here comes the sun. Here comes the Lamb of God, it says in verse 29. Here comes the Lamb of God who what? Takes away the sins of the world. Here comes the sun. And just like I've been talking, naturally speaking about a sunrise, when Jesus came into the world, man, who knows that Jesus is an unstoppable force. There's no going back from this point. This is the moment in all of eternity. This is a moment in the, the fullness of time that God had decided this was the moment for the sun to come. This was the moment for the sun to come into the world. I love what it says in the message translation of the very same passage, I wanna read it to you. We'll have it on the, on the wall behind me, but it says this, the very next day, John saw Jesus coming, here comes the sun, toward him and he yelled out. I love that it says he yelled out. This wasn't like a, you know, he put his hands in his pockets and it was like, yeah, this guy over here, here he comes. Yeah, so Jesus show now, I'm out. No, he yelled out. It's almost like he just projected his voice. He didn't want anyone to miss this moment. He yelled out, here he is, God's Passover lamb. He forgives the sins of the world. This is the man I've been talking about, the one who comes after me but is really ahead of me. I knew nothing about who he was, only this, that my task has been to get Israel ready to recognise him as the God revealer. That is why I came here baptising with water, giving you a good bath and scrubbing sins from your life so you can get a fresh start with God. Here comes the sun. So I wanna talk about three things this morning when the sun comes in. Like we're gonna celebrate this week. What are we celebrating? We're celebrating the moment that the Son of God would be born and would come into the world. So I wanna talk about what happens when the sun comes into our lives, not just for the world, but also for you and me personally. Because here's the truth this morning. And you might have, you, this might be the very first time you've ever heard this, but Jesus came into the world for the world, but also for your world. He came in to save the world, but he also came in to save you. 
This is what changed in my journey was an understanding that, man, the gospel, the truth about God, the opportunity to live in right relationship with God. It's not just this thing for the broadcast many that it's just like this uh, corporate thing where whilst it is this opportunity for all of mankind, it's actually an opportunity for me. It's an opportunity. Here comes the sun. When the sun comes in to our world, number one, this is what happens. When the sun comes, so does vision. Vision for your life, vision for my life. When Jesus came into the world, this is what happened. People were able to see a clear picture of what the Messiah looked like, what the Saviour of the world actually looked like. They got a vision of God through Jesus. God brings a clarity to our lives through Jesus. When the sun comes into your world, there's a clarifying that happens. There's this ability to see things in a whole different way. That's why it talks about having eyes to see God. Having eyes to see, it's like God gives you a new set of eyes, spiritually speaking. So when the sun comes in, I get a new set of eyes. I get a new vision for my life. I get the new opportunity to see differently. It says in Proverbs 29 and verse 18, when there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Other translation says that um, where there's no prophetic vision, people dwell carelessly or run wild. And this is what happened in this moment when Jesus came into the world. All of a sudden, the world got this prophetic vision that they could attach their lives to, that they could attach their hearts to as well. When Jesus comes, so does vision. Jesus will bring forth purpose into your life, which is vision for your life. I've talked about this before, but when I said yes to Jesus, began to walk out my faith and my Christianity, this is what happened at that point in my time. I didn't have any vision for my life. I didn't have any purpose. I'd gone through loss. I'd gone through devastation. And I'd got to a point where I really didn't have any vision for my life. I didn't have any purpose for my life. And I found myself in a church like this, hearing messages kind of like this. And then I began to see things differently. I began to see, oh, my, my purpose is actually as a result of my relationship with Jesus. As I have my relationship with Jesus and I walk with Jesus, I begin to discover my purpose and have vision for my life. Because when the sun comes in, so does vision as well. Can I encourage you if you're in here today and you're like, man, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. Can I just answer it with one word, Jesus? You're in here today, you're watching online, and you're like, man, I don't, I don't know what my purpose is. I'll tell you your purpose. Your purpose is to serve and love Jesus. When you serve and love Jesus, your vision, your purpose, it will un be unfolding in your life. That's the thing about revelation from God. It happens in a moment, but it's also unfolding. As we walk out our journey, as we walk out the day-to-day -day with God, come on, is anyone with me this morning? Like when we begin to walk this out, everything changes, stuff, stuff starts to shift in my life. I get vision what He has for me yeah. and what's coming. It's powerful. And it was powerful on that day. All of a sudden, the world had a vision of God, which was Jesus. Jesus was and is the ultimate prophetic revelation on earth. There will never be another moment like this that we see about in the Scriptures until Jesus comes again. This is it. This is the moment. He is the truest of the true. He is the most real of the real. There will never be another like Him. 
until he comes again. So what are we celebrating this week, Christmas? Christmas week, we're celebrating the greatest prophetic revelation that God will ever give the earth, which is Jesus Christ, which is the life of Jesus, the example, the greatest example of vision of the kingdom of God. Let me give you some examples of what that vision is, his life. See, the, the life he lived, the way he lived. See, God was giving people vision. He was giving people a sight. He was giving the people the ability to see what that looked like. So that was one thing. His words, the way he spoke, the truth that he spoke. God was giving the earth vision, a clarity, a clarifying. He's teaching the parables. I love the parable that Chris mentioned in generosity moment. Exactly what I'm talking about. There's this, this vision that comes through Jesus. He begins to speak it out, showing the earth, instructing people, spending time with his disciples, getting around people. We see it in the gospels. This is the way Jesus lived his life. This is what he taught. These were his words. Another example is the healing that comes through Jesus. We see the miracles of God. We see the grace being extended to people. And then obviously and finally, we see his death, his burial, and his resurrection and life. What is it all? It's the sun coming in and coming with it vision in life. Can I just encourage you, the greatest vision you'll ever have for your life is through Jesus. The greatest vision you could ever have through your life is Jesus. And Jesus brings vision into your life. So the first thing we've got to get excited about today is the fact that when Jesus, when the sun comes, we get vision. But number two, when the sun comes, we also get unity. When the sun comes, so does unity. Even just think about John the Baptist's ministry for a moment. What was he doing? He was gathering up the people of Israel, getting them ready. But it was this great, this wasn't just a trickle of a couple people. This was literally hundreds, some people believe thousands of people going to get baptized, getting ready for the people of, uh, getting ready for Jesus to come in. I love it because it's this picture of unity, this picture of drawing in, people being drawn in to the things of God. It's exactly what happens at Christmas time, but people don't understand it. People think, oh, I'm just going to be part of this traditional thing. You're not. You're being drawn in at this time of year as we celebrate the sun coming in. The sun coming into the world. People are being drawn in to the things of God. It still happens today. When Jesus comes into your life, there's this unity that comes with it, this spirit of unity, this spirit of, of togetherness. You know, the world is a pretty divided place at the best of times. But the kingdom of God is a uniting place all the time. I wanna say that again. The world is a divided place at the best of times. But the kingdom of God is a uniting place all the time. See, that's what happens when we invite the sun to come into our life. You've noticed that I, like, if I can just keep my eyes focused on Jesus, it changes the way I treat people. If I can just keep a focus and an under, like just keep my focus on the love and the grace that's been extended through me, through my revelation of Jesus, it changes the way I might see people. Jesus actually talked about it um, in Matthew 5. We'll get there in a second. But in Ephesians 2, talk about unity. Look at what it says in verse 11. It says, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. 
So this is the opposite of unity. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. Totally talk about a lack of unity. You were completely apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world, listen to it, without God and without hope. But you have been united with Christ. There it is, united with Christ. When, when the sun comes in, so does unity. I love it when people say yes to Jesus, it's like you're part of the family. What do you mean? Well, you're, just, you're in. You're one of us now. You're part of the family. Oh, you got grace. I got grace too. Oh, you, you've been forgiven. Me too. Oh, you got a seat at the table. Me too. Isn't it awesome? Oh, you love God. Guess what? I do too. When the sun comes in, so does unity. We're no longer outsiders. I've got to keep reading it because it's so good. But now you've been united with Christ Jesus. Look at this. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to Him through the blood of Christ. There it is. When the sun comes in, so does unity. Think about Christmas time, the great drawing in of people. I love it. Even just on a family level, people, people come, people gather and there's unity. But where does it all come from, friend? It doesn't come from some calendar someone came up with. It comes from God. This was His idea. When the sun comes in, so does unity. So Matthew 5 and verse 23, Jesus speaks specifically about this for us as believers. He says, this is how I want you to conduct yourself in these matters. If you enter your place of worship and are about to make an offering, you suddenly remember a grudge a friend has against you. Look at what he says. Abandon your offering. Leave immediately. Go to this friend and make things right. Then and only then, come back and work things out with God. I love it. it says, go to your friend and make things right. In other words, go and reunite. Go and get unity. Go with the spirit of Christ and the spirit of the kingdom, which is to make things right. That's, the, that's kingdom work right there. If you wanna know what the purpose of the people of kingdom of God, it's the ministry of reconciliation, unity. Come in close, be reconciled to your brother. Jesus is encouraging us to do that. Go and make things right. Come together, be unified. I love it if you could write this down. I want you to declare it over your Christmas. The sun comes to make things right. That's what we're celebrating this Christmas. It's not giving each other presents, although that's awesome. I love that spirit of generosity. We're celebrating the Son of God coming into the world to make things right in your world. Make things right in your world, starting with me and my world. You know, I believe God wants to bring about unity this time of year. He wants to bring about a spirit of unity. So my question today, friend, is simply this, is what area of your life needs some unity right now? some coming together, some reconciliation, some, some being reunited, making things right because when the sun comes in, so does unity. I feel like in a sense, like Christmas is like a free pass to make things right with your brother or your sister. 
It's an opportunity to say, hey, it's Christmas time. Do you think we can catch up? Maybe have a coffee. Why don't you come over? Can I call you? Can we talk? See, the sun comes in to make things right. And that's our opportunity. What area of your life needs a little bit of unity as the sun comes in? What relationship maybe needs a little bit of healing? What reconciliation can take place in your life? What unity is needed in your world? That's what the son Jesus, his life coming into your world does for you and for me. Why? Because we get reconciled with God. And I believe that's awesome and amazing, but it changes the way we approach people. Because I've been reconciled, I've been forgiven, I've been issued grace, I've been saved. I I am on my way to heaven. There is so much available now. All the promises of God now exist. They've been extended to me. And now I treat people differently because of that. When the sun comes in, there's unity. So when the sun comes in, vision comes in. When the sun comes in, unity comes in. And number three, as the team joins me, when the sun comes in, so does freedom. Freedom comes in for you and for me. John chapter one, verse 29, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Takes away, listen to me, my captivity. Takes away, listen to me, my bondage. Takes away my old self. Talked about it the other week. Takes him away, buries him somewhere, he's gone. When the sun comes into my life, so does freedom. You will never be more free than you are in Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? When the sun comes, so does freedom. When the sun comes in, freedom comes. We go from death to life. We go from captive to free. We go from being a slave to sin to being completely set free. We go from being in chains that Paul talks about to being completely free of those chains then breaking over our lives. I wonder today what chains need to be broken over your life. I wonder, can I just encourage you, put your focus on Jesus because when Jesus comes into your life, when the Son of God, His, His words, His teaching, His ministry, His life comes into your life, what happens is freedom comes with Him. Freedom comes into your life because of Jesus. Freedom comes in because we go from not knowing God, being completely set apart, strangers to the promises of God, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, Scripture says, to now being insiders. We're on the inside. Doesn't it feel good to be in? This is the thing about the family of God is once you're in, you're in. You're no longer excluded. But it doesn't just come with you being in, it also comes with you being free. And our journey as believers, it might start on day one, we're saved, we said yes to Jesus, we're on our way to heaven. But there's a whole lot of freedom that needs to start coming in our lives. There's a whole lot of freedom that we need to get into. There's a whole lot of bondage we need to say goodbye to. There's a whole lot of oppression we need to let go of. There's a whole lot of stuff that we need to walk into when it comes to the promises of God because when the sun comes in, so does freedom. Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you. 
and empowered you in all that God's got for you, why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.